people, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of, of course, the Arsenio Buck Show, man. I am back, I am back, and I told you that I would be talking about these masks today. It is Sunday morning, again, I told you guys I was going to be busy for the next three days, because you know how I do, so I'm just trying to give you guys as much material as I possibly can, again, a lot of the write-ups and a lot of the excerpts and the quotes and stuff like that that will be on the ArsenioBuckShow.com if you guys want to tune into that. And thank you so much for all of those, well, not all of those, all of you who are actually tuning into that. With that being said, baby, I got my sexy bottle of water right here and we need to recognize what mask we are wearing. So, Lewis Hose has a podcast, obviously on YouTube. He's introduced people like uh, Lily Singh, who's very charismatic, Maria Sharapova. Uh, a lot of different people. Ray Lewis, who's one of my most inspirational uh, speakers I've ever heard in my life, uh, on top of E.T., who's also known as Eric Thomas, which is another interview. And he does a lot of different things, like in terms of podcasts. And he always asks uh, men, you know, what does it mean to be a man? How does this hold people back? What is your greatest fear? Who are you pretending to be? It's crazy because all of the people who he has actually asked, they all have their own insecurities. You see, all of us, we've been afraid, we've been vulnerable, or we've been too real or not real enough. A lot of different things. Nine different masks I'm going to talk about here. And I'm going to talk to you how a lot of situations I've seen in my past relate to these masks. And you know what? I think this is one of the most important um Definitely, definitely one of the most important chapters because this is going to be the revealing of just about everything. Now, I told you tomorrow we're going to go a little bit over the stoic mask. And then, of course, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But today I want to just cover all of the masks in general. So here we go. Let's get into number one, which is obviously, which I've already mentioned, the stoic mask. And so, of course, Lewis Hose puts in his book, he says, quote, because every man must be invulnerable and tough emotions emotions are carefully managed and suppressed there can be no crying no pain no feeling a wall is put up between him and the world to protect him to pretend he doesn't feel the things he does because weakness is an invitation to scrutiny and judgment and rejection this really almost like pertains to the next mask that i'm going to talk about which is the athlete mask but if you look at it that way man guys i'm gonna be honest I know, obviously, my dad wasn't in my life for the majority of my, you know, probably half of my life and whatnot, half of my life plus, but I never saw my dad cry, ever, 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 never. Is he one of those people? I think a lot of, I think probably 80 to 90% of American men actually have this mask on because you have to be strong. You cannot show any pain whatsoever. Remember one of my students was like, oh, well, I don't like skinny men or I don't like men who are weak or weak-minded or this or that. And it's crazy. I mean, the perceptions of what a lot of people three years ago, one of the teachers I used to work with in the south of Thailand, she was like, she told me, she's like, oh, well, men have to pay for everything because men are the, the dominant in the family and they're the strongest. And I'm like, goodness, I mean, I mean, what kind of mask? Well, I didn't know what they were masked until, of course, Lewis Hose uncovered it all. But. A lot of different perceptions from a lot of different cultures depicts what a man should be, like I told you in the previous podcast just yesterday. So that's the stoic mask, the athlete mask. Quote, one of the clearest 
ways a man can distinguish himself is on the field or on the court. He is like a modern-day gladiator whose weapon isn't death but domination. Sports are how men prove themselves, and a good athlete is a good man, period. This means spending hours in the gym to get in shape. It means fighting through injuries and pain and fear to win at all costs. And of course, if for some reason a man isn't good at sports, he had better compensate for that by loving them and knowing everything he can about them. I think I think this really relates to I'm going to be ooh man because Australians they're not so sports related. America is probably it's funny cuz America's one of the most obese countries on the planet, but they're the ones that love sports the most. Now, of course in England, you go into a bar, you have sports on just about everything just like America. But the thing, you know what I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Um it's the sports is what held my relationship with my brother together. That was the only common or commonality, if that's a damn word, between the two of us. If there was no such thing as sports, there is no relationship between my brother and I. It's pretty pretty crazy, huh? I mean, if you look at it, Ray Lewis, the way he screams, which is unbelievable, the way he used to play football, the way he used to put the fear into the other team – was remarkable it's something that we'll never see again period on the other hand we never saw the real real soft side of ray lewis you know what i mean because he always had to put paint this image of himself as being this massive alpha male such as what shaquille o'neal's foolish ass says he's like oh me and kobe you know we're alpha males there's no such thing as an alpha male you are men who are pursuing things that are completely different from one another just put it that way. You're not an alpha. You're nowhere near as dominant as I am. Because you have a heart. You have a mind. You have this. You have that. You have the same thing I do. You just so happen to be just a little bit taller than me. That's it. It doesn't make you more physically dominant than anyone else. Because, oh, yeah, I'm bigger. and I, Actually, I'm even more healthier than you. You see, so these are the type. That's the athlete mask. Number two. Is one of the things that, of course, a lot of Americans suffer from. I can assure you that. Going on to number three. The material map. Oh, God. <laughs> Thailand, listen up. Quote. There is no clearer sign of a man's worth than the amount of money in his bank account. Not only do men work incredibly hard and sometimes do questionable things to make as much money as possible. It's also... For not if other people don't know how much money he has. In this way, his cars, his watches, his houses, his social media, and his feeds and everything become a representation of who he is. A man's net worth becomes his self-worth. Oh, this is tragic. I mean, if you – I think – you know what? I'm going to try to take this in a couple of different directions. I'm going to first start with Gary Vee. Uh, honestly, man – a lot of people are just gunning towards this money, 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 money thing. And I'm just not feeling it. If you go on Instagram, there's a lot of people that like my posts, and it's just unbelievably annoying. There's always a David Beckham or Leonardo DiCaprio in a suit. You know, of course, with a faded out image with the ridiculous ass quote on the, uh, on the front uh, saying, how to become a millionaire. And of course, in the Instagram bio, it says, DM me if you want six figures. And then, of course, if you click that link, it's a busted link, and he actually makes money from you actually clicking on it. 
So it was fake from the beginning. You know, those kind of Instagram posts that have probably between 1 and 100 posts, but more than like 10,000 to 100,000 followers. Those are the people that actually buy those followers. Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) it's really, it's so interesting how a lot, this is just the same story I was talking about probably about seven, eight months ago. Adolf Merkel. You guys heard of him? Tony Robbins wrote about him in his book. He was the German guy that actually had billions upon billions of dollars. And the next thing you know, when he lost half of his net worth in one night, he went to the top of a building, wrote a note, a suicide note, and he jumped off. Although he only lost half, and he still probably had about 4 to $4.5 billion left, he killed himself. Why? Because his identity was so attached to money. And this material mask is one of the most dangerous ones, which also equates to, of course, egoism, which is one of the seven deadly horsemen that lingers within the mind of humanity. This material mask is one of the most dangerous ones out there. Because you know what? I don't give a damn how much I save. If my my savings keeps piling up, yeah, and it's funny because by the end of this year, yeah, I'm going to look at my savings. It's going to be the highest ever. But does that no, that does that show who I am? Hell no. This money just allows me to do things such as doing the Spartan and traveling and doing this and doing that, investing and compounding. That's cool. But money, no money doesn't. Am I happy? There are so many people out there. I mean, I could go down the list. Robin Williams, Amy Winehouse, that Chad guy from uh, Lincoln Park. They all committed suicide. Why? Depressed. Why? Well, they had all the money in the world. But what happened? A lot of people would say drugs, this drugs, that. I don't give a damn if it was drugs or not drugs. The fact of the matter is, they were rich, but they weren't rich in life. They were only rich in one of the probably 12 categories of life. Don't neglect the others. This material mask is malice. So you be aware of it. And if you have it, well, we're going to try to take that bad boy off. So, a sexual mask. Number four, quote my man Lewis Hose. He said, a man is defined by his sexual conquests. His worth determined... Not only by his bank account, but by the number of women he has slept with. Relationships? Those are for lesser men, for quitters and settlers. A real man loves them and then leaves them. But he's so good in bed, they're left fully satisfied, of course. You know what's crazy? Um, I, I know I say that so many times. There was, a, there was a link on Twitter. This is when I used to go on Twitter probably about two years ago for all the wrong things. And I would engage with a bunch of sick, nasty foreigners that lived here. Okay, well, by all means, I'm very sorry for saying it that way. Uh, I do apologize. No, I'm not apologizing. I'm just calling it for how I see it. There was actually an article. There was a teacher that came here from England. I have to say it. Just going to call it out. Okay. He wrote. And it's funny because it was a survey. It was a survey, and it said, what do you do on weekends? And let me quote. Let me quote what this guy said. Well, I can't really quote it, like, word by word, but I'm going to kind of just infer a little bit. He said, I hunt out my prey during the week, all week, and then so when it comes to Friday and Saturday night, I bring them over, I have sex with them, and then I block their number, delete them out of my number, and I never, I never talk to them again. If, I, if I'm very scarce, I go to one of the dating websites, such as, you know, the Thai Friendly. Thai Friendly is a dating website for Thai people here. Or go to this or go to that, and I can hurry up and sneak one out that way probably within three days. If I'm very, very desperate, I could go to one of the blowjob shop, blow shops. Now, if you guys aren't aware of a blowjob shop here in Thailand, basically, apparently, uh, like, it's between $20 or $30, I guess. 
and they could go in and uh, do handle their business within within a thirty minute mar- you know time frame, and that's the end of it. This teacher, a parent teacher who actually made, who actually makes between three thousand and four thousand U.S. dollars a month, which is like the top ten percent or top five percent in Thailand, he had the audacity to say that. How sickening is that? Women, and, and, and it's amazing because a lot of Thai women out here, they truly believe that these type of types of Anglo men that come here are so wonderful. No, they're so wonderful. And of course, I'm going to say this in the worst of wrongest ways, but white men are so good. White men are so good. Black men are so bad. Black men are so bad. And yet you see stories like this, but you completely ignore them. See, that's one of the worst. When you follow your libido and you come here to get a girlfriend, to get a wife and to escape something you're running from in the past, you're doomed. You're finished. And unfortunately, I've worked with people and I probably do work with some people right now to this day who suffer from that. And it's terrifying. It really is. I mean, back in high school, I mean, if we could go back to high school, if I can go back to high school and talk about some of these jocks, some of the big man jocks, you know what I mean? Like I told you yesterday, you know, you had the Kelly, you had the Scott, you had the big Samoan guy, you had this guy. You're like, yeah, man, I got a letterman jacket. I got a car. I'm going to have sex with all these women. I'm going to do this. This really what paints me as a man. It's funny because a lot of people would say, hey, Arsene, have you ever had sex before? A lot of African-Americans just saying it because I want to give you guys a nice little image. And I would say, no, he's like, oh, you're a bitch. Excuse my French. Yeah, literally. They would say, you're a bitch. You never had sex before. I'm like, um, okay, that's interesting. Hey, that's that sexual mask. That's another mask in humanity that's literally dooming all of us. Mm. Oh, I had to get some water because, baby, I'm on fire today. So there you go, guys. That's the sexual mask. I really had to give you I had to give you that um that story because it's seriously something that needs to be addressed, man. I mean, especially here in Thailand now. Of course, some of you who are listening from all around the world, American stuff like that, I kind of been away from that for a while, so I don't really know that. Um I really never had I never had a relationship in America. I was born in America. So, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to tell you another thing, the sexual mask it's the same thing with the club, nightclubs and bars and stuff are out there in America. Terrifying. All of these men, all of these women go out there. These women wear the skimpiest of dresses. They try showing the most of cleavage for what? To have sex. And the men go after them. And the next thing you know, they can get those bragging rights in their little group chat saying, yeah, man, I, I fucked a girl. Yeah, man. She had the best. Oh, it's just dehumanizing <laughs> how people do that. Oh, anyways, I'm done with that. Okay, going on to number five, the aggressive mask. Quotes, men are aggressive. It's their nature. They're violent and tough, and they never back down. When they see something they want, they take it. Men hate. Men have enemies. Of course, they have a temper. Of course, they break things, and of course, they get into fights. They're the hunters, not the gatherers. It's what men do. A man who thinks otherwise is not a man and is responsible for the weakening of the world. Okay, now does uh, now okay guys, hey, this is legitimate. Probably 150 years of history. We could keep going further back, Mr. Christopher Columbus if you really want to. Very aggressive. Whatever they want they take. Sounds familiar? Does it sound familiar? All the wars that have happened in the last century? What they want, they take. 
Does this sound familiar, people? I'm asking you a question. I don't even have to say it. I'm not going to just say, hey, United States Army, United States military, the presidency. No, I'm not saying just the United States, but in general, all the wars came from men. Just as what I was preaching just earlier. Men love war. If we had nothing but female leaders in the world, it would be much, much more peaceful. That's why I was like, you know what? Hey, I don't really care about a Democrat, Republican or anything, but if we could get a female leader, things will calm down. But no, things have intensified unbelievably. Just saying. They're hunters. I mean, if you guys really want to put this into context, let's look at clubbers, club goers. Yeah, people who actually club, those are the hunters. I remember watching a video like three years ago. There was a big fight outside of a nightclub, a big group fight. And it's like, seriously, guys, you have nothing else to do at two to three in the morning. And you guys are literally bitching about a girl that's literally on a scale one through ten. She's probably about a two and a half. And they ended up fighting. Of course, this guy got knocked unconscious. This and that probably got a concussion. And he probably got a couple years knocked out of his uh, out of his life. And it's all due to the fact of wanting the same thing. That aggressive mask leads to concussions, leads to death. Stay away from clubs. I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of people would say, oh, well, you don't have uh, your, 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 your argument lacks substance. Well, guess what? Anytime... Alcohol's involved in between the wee hours of 12 a.m. and about 5 a.m. Lots of stabbings, shootings, fights, and killings happen at nightclubs. Why? Because intoxication ultimately leads to, hey, uncontrollable rage. And when you get in an argument, it's over. This no, this no saying, oh, you need to calm down. Uh Uh-uh. That aggressive mask is going to take over. If you're suffering from this, ooh, You need to stay tuned for these podcasts. So anyways, let's keep going, man. This is going to be a long one. Joker mask. So, man, I'm on fire, man. My my throat is so parched. A Joker mask. A man has a sense of humor and a wit that can repel even the most withering critique of the most nagging doubt. Talk about problems. Okay, Dr. Phil, maybe later. This is what Lewis Hill wrote in his book. Lewis Hose, uh, Lewis Hose wrote in his book. Cynicism and sarcasm and a sense of superiority. These are the intellectual weapons that a man uses to defend against every attempt to soften him or connect with him. Yes, I used to speak to uh, one of my colleagues used to be that way about a year ago. Everything I said, it was pure sarcasm. One of my most wonderful students, one of the most wonderful students I've ever taught, he went on to go on like a four-minute berate and made her so uncomfortable to the fact that she walked into class and she was just completely discontent. So I had to go over a 40-minute, I went on a 40-minute rant saying, oh, well, you know what, he's that way because guess what, he came here for all the wrong reasons. Never did I go back out there and say, if you ever... If you ever berate my student with that nonsense again, I'm going to get you fired. Do that again. I dare you. I double dare you. I didn't do that. But the thing is, this Joker mask. So, hey, I haven't talked to him in a year. And that's how I do it. If I think you're a pathetic human being and that you're literally ridiculing, belittling, and demeaning Thai students who are trying to make their lives better by passing test prep courses to learn in English, if you think your sarcasm is going to help them, get the hell out of my face. Period. I don't tolerate garbage like that. And I don't tolerate garbage antics like that either. Oh my god, sorry guys, man. I got all kinds of things coming out of me today. Let's keep on going, man. Number seven, the invincible mask. Quote, a man. Man, I'm on a rant today. Uh, (laughs) 
you know it's crazy. You guys are actually hearing this on the same day I went on a rant about, you know, being quote-unquote black and white. So that's why I'm pretty much fired up today. So I do I do apologize. But you know what? I'm going to go get me some Mexican food and margaritas later on tonight. So, padal. Anyways, I just want to throw that out there so y'all can get all jealous. Actually, I'm already going to have it in my system when you actually listen to this. So, let guys, let's get back into this. Don't throw me off. A man does not feel fear. A man takes risks. Whether that's betting his life savings on a company or cliff diving or smoking and drinking and, you know, in copious amounts. A man doesn't have to think about consequences. He's too busy doing, okay? They got this. They'll always be fine. That's my brother. My brother knows that his health is rapidly deteriorating. He knows that he's overweight. He knows that he has a drinking problem. He knows that he has this, uh, uh, what is it, a betting problem. But he wants no help. My mother tries saying something. He says, no, mama, my. You need to worry about you. And you know what that mass is going to lead to? You already know. And of course, I don't have to say it. But again, this is this is one of the strong. And it's crazy because he actually he he he, he resembles his father. Uh, and I actually mentioned this to one of my youngest. Well, my youngest sister. And she said, you know what? That's true. And I hate to say it that way. But you know what? Your father went down a very well-worn path. And I'm not going to call him my father. I'm going to say your father went down a very well-worn path. And, you know, he abandoned us at a doorstep of a home back in 1999. You remember that? And now you have a girlfriend that has two kids. You don't even, you can't even be responsible for yourself and lose weight and stop. Get, get off the damn alcohol. Get off the bedding. Get off this. Find help. No, man, I got this. That's the invincibility of my brother. So a lot of you guys probably have someone that relates to that, unfortunately, too. So let's keep on going with this. Number eight, the know-it-all mask. <laughs> it makes me laugh because <laughs> my brother's actually this too. The person that knows it all, right? So a man is not physically dominant, but intellectually, he's not only physically dominant, but he's intellectually dominant too. If you don't understand why that is, a man is happy to explain it to you, right? So this is basically someone who knows it all. Yes, I had a colleague like that just about a year ago again. He knew everything. And it's funny because I had an insane student. He was a man. And I was like, hey, so how is he? He's like, oh, he knows everything. I'm like, yeah, he's a pig. Uh, yeah, so anyways, yeah, so he's gone, luckily. But he was actually one of the most um, malicious and insidious. He was, he was, dis- he was a despicable human being. Okay, and luckily he's gone, but if, I've come across these people, and it's good to identify them, and I'm not trying to put labels and categories on people, but I'm just calling it how I see it. This is what I've dealt with here in Thailand, folks, but it's all part of my story, you know what I mean? So he had that know-it-all mask, and he had probably four other masks. The more masks you have, the more, oh my god, the more work you gotta do, and the more serious it gets. If you have one mask, and you have a half a mask, or this or that, then yes, okay, let's do it. There's going to be, it's going to take, it's going to take some time, but you can slowly take them off. But boy, if you got like five of them, you're in big trouble. All right. Number nine, the alpha mask at the most basic level. This is the last one. Okay. Men believe that there are only two types of men, alphas and betas. There you go. This goes in the sports world. I don't have to say anything else. This is all the men, the Shaquille O'Neal's, the Kobe Bryant's, the fools out there. Yeah, I'm an alpha male. There's a better male. So, yeah, a better male is basically a weekly, and then next thing you know, the alpha male is a shut. Don't give me that garbage. 
these divisive terms and this ignorance and this this rhetoric. Oh, come on, get rid of! Oh my god, it, it just really irritates me. It's like, how can a man sit on national TV and say I'm an alpha? You're not an alpha. There's no such thing as an alpha. The alpha is a term that covers up your insecurities to what you really are. A bitch. No, I'm sorry. Ooh, that, that came out wrong. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, can I take that back? Uh, anyways, no, honestly, guys, the insecurities, it really boils over. Um, once someone says, I'm an alpha male, I'm this, I'm that, I know that there's something that's really burning inside of them immediately. I know that there's uh, a massive sense of egoism that's happening that self-centeredness saying yeah i'm yeah i'm this i'm that i got this i got that yeah inside he's burning up inside just be aware of that be aware of that oh man so guys with that being said those are the nine masks okay taking them off is it going to be easy because a lot of this we've had these masks on for so long and we don't even we never even realized it we've lost track of where the mask ends where it began where it did this why are we Removing it, they they the mask have literally fused themselves against our face, like in a lot of cultures around the world. If you look at North Korea, what mask does he have? <laughs> a lot, doesn't he? Alpha being one of them. He's terrified. The insecurities of people coming in and just killing everyone. He seriously believes that. A lot of religions have these types of masks. Can't do a damn thing in there, you know. I mean. <sighs> I mean, Lewis Hose, he went from being, you know, passive-aggressive to egotistical to being easily triggered like I was back in 2004. Uh, and you know what? He had that stereotype of being a dumb, a dumb jock because he used to do all these sports and stuff in high school. But hey, what ended up happening, he ended up being inspired and inspiring, empowered, empowering, approachable, compassionate, loving man. Not only did his business explode after he went through this, but his relationships became richer with the men and women and with the life. I mean, it's just much more fulfilled because of it. So why am I doing this? The thing is, all of this is the key to success in developing really meaningful relationships. Remember that story I gave you about Lisa Nichols? Uh, probably about, what is it, a couple of, um, oh my God, what am I trying to say? Probably, Probably a year ago. She said she knew a billionaire, right? And this billionaire, he had all the money in the world, all of it. But it was so sad because he, yes, he had no friends. Not only did he neglect the majority of the categories in his life, I'm guessing the egoism, him being an alpha male and not giving a shit about his relationships, excuse my French, all boiled over. Therefore, during Christmas and New Year's, he gave Lisa Nichols a call. He's like, oh, my God, I would love to come down there with your family. I see you guys are having a wonderful time. She's like, yeah, come on down. And she was like, and she asked herself, she was like, why? Why does he want to come all the way down? It's because he has no relationships. He was so focused on money, business, money, business, money, business, like what a man should be focused on. And he missed out on the most important parts of life. Mm, I know this relates to a lot of you guys. Now, this doesn't relate to me because I do not make money whatsoever what I am. Now, again, there are times that, of course, money fluctuates. I say, oh, if you guys don't give me opportunity, everything revolves around opportunity. I'm going to keep making the same wage and, you know, probably very soon I'm going to start making a lot of money or I don't give a damn if I do make money or don't make money. As long as I can do my travels and do the same thing I do every year, that's all I care about, man. But so many people, they attach their identities to money. 
such as what that man did, and then he ended up asking Lisa Nichols, we're going to have to, in, in order for you to create fulfilling, lifelong fulfilling relationships that develop and support you along your journey, this is the only, you're going to have to start stripping away some of these problems, these masks that ultimately fuse, that they fuse to yourself, uh, to your face, and you don't even know what, uh, you know, you don't even know how it got on to begin with. It could become from, you know, from a blueprint back in the day. You know, the influ- you know, the influences, the social influences and stuff around you. It could be anything. So this is the introduction. These were the masks. I know you guys probably have a lot of questions. Fire them away. You guys have my email, my Facebook page, the Arsenio Buck Show. If you like it, share it, this and that. I'm so happy I picked up this book. A ma- massive shout out to, of course, Lewis Hose. And tomorrow I'm going to be getting into the stoic mask. That's going to be the beginning. All right? So... With that being said, this had to be one of the longest podcasts I've done. Single podcasts, of course, with just me talking in uh, a pretty long time. So it's good to be back at it. Guys, you got a long one to listen to this morning. Enjoy it. Share it. Like it. Do as you will. And thanks so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. This was another pre-recorded podcast. Of course, the caramel chocolate one. Over and out. <laughs>